Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit streetlevelradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio. The Jews in Paul the Apostle's day, they were near to God because they already knew of him through the scriptures and they worshipped him in their religious ceremonies. Now the Gentiles, on the other hand, they were far away because they knew little or nothing about God. Because neither group could be saved by good works or sincerity, both Jews and Gentiles were in the same boat. Both Jews and Gentiles needed to hear about the salvation available through Jesus Christ. Both Jew and Gentiles today are now free to come to God through Jesus Christ. We're in Ephesians chapter 2 today, beginning our reading in verse 17. Paul the Apostle wrote, And he has brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles, who were very far away from him, and to us Jews who were near. Peace was the first word that Jesus spoke to his disciples in that upper room on the night of his resurrection. That's back in John chapter 20, verse 19. It is what he is. It is what he brought to a world that was at war. Today we war with others, we war with God, and we war with ourselves. And yet, Even through it all, he still preaches peace to those that are near to him and to those who are far away, to those who are close to salvation and righteousness, as well as those who are so very far away from both. You see, distance from the cross, it has no bearing on Christ or his message of peace or his love. He preaches peace to those in his backyard and those in the uttermost parts of the earth, to those near and those far away in other countries. You see, no matter where you are today, his message of peace is for you. And you certainly can never be too far away to be reached by his peace. Jesus is preaching peace to you who are so very far away. Verse 18 of our text, Paul goes on and says, Now all of us, whether Jews or Gentiles, may come to God the Father with the Holy Spirit's help because of what Christ has done for us. You see, Christ, through Christ, all believers can now come boldly into the throne of grace. That's what Hebrews 4.16 says. Romans 8.26 says, In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. For we don't know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. The evidence of true unity is our free access to the Father. No Old Testament saint ever had access to God in this kind of manner, let alone could look at him as a father. It's almost as if Jesus opened a door, and now the Holy Spirit that we all share kind of escorts us into God's presence. In verse 18, all three persons of the Trinity are directly involved in the prayers of the humblest believer. You see, he prays to God the Father, he has access to him because of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he makes that call through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
So much for those who reject the scriptural truth of the Trinity, huh? Verse 19 goes on and says, Now you are no longer strangers to God and foreigners to heaven, but you are members of God's own family, citizens of God's country, and you belong in God's household with every other Christian. What a foundation you stand on now. The apostles and the prophets and the cornerstone of the building is Jesus Christ himself. This new relationship has brought us some rather special benefits. Firstly, we are no longer strangers or foreigners to the kingdom of God or to God himself any longer. And that's good news. However, it is rather disturbing to realize what life was like on the other side now that we see it. For it says here that until we come to him, we are indeed strangers and foreigners to God and his kingdom. But now, now we're fellow citizens and we're members of the household of God. We are, I guess, the bricks in God's house, you could say. A house that has been built on all that the apostles and the scriptural saints were, all that they said, even Jesus Christ himself is our cornerstone. Jesus is holding the whole thing together. And Peter tells us the same, that we are living stones being fit together to build a holy priesthood in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. Wrapping up our chapter, verse 21 says, We who believe are carefully joined together with Christ as parts of a beautiful, constantly growing temple for God. And you also are joined with him and with each other by the Spirit and are part of his dwelling place of God. So this passage tells us that we are the holy temple of the Lord. Moreover, this building that we uh, represent, it's alive and it's growing. Now we must not forget that this church, your church, it's not a building, it's not an organization, but rather according to the word of God, it's an organism. However, it comes only by being joined together with it. We are the church. So we're joined together with each other. We are the body of Christ. And may we never take that lightly. Because we are to come together to serve Christ. Come together to serve each other with the gifts that the Spirit brings to each one of us. And it's serious business. Because when we do, when we do, we are the dwelling place of God in spirit. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit BelieversTogether.com.